Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So, and so we've been doing a theme for this year. The theme is run to win. It is October 2nd, 2022. Pastor ministered to this in January of 22. We're 10 months in. 10 months in. So, Alexis, if you could take these off for me. <laughs> Thank you. So as I said, pastor ministered on run to win. So Quap, if you can turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23 to 27. And it reads, I do everything to spend, I do everything to spread the news, the good news, and to share in his blessings. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs. But everyone, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Verse 25. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an internal prize. Verse 26. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. If you notice that Rocky, he would be training and, and, and conditioning himself. And I showed the scene of him running because running for boxers builds endurance. It prepares them to be able to last in long rounds of fight. Verse 27, I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So run to win. But if you noticed and you heard, there was a song being played in the background. So my word to you today is run to win. Get a theme song. I was listening to an interview of of Serena Williams, and they were interviewing her before the U.S. Open. And they said, well, what do you do? What, what do you play in your earphones to hype you up, to get you pumped up? And she said, well, they said, is it Beyonce? She said, well, sometimes it's Beyonce. She said, but for this tournament, I'm playing the song Maniac. And some, somebody, I heard somebody say, She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. And she dances like she's never danced before. From the music Flash Dance. <laughs> so think about it. what is your theme song? What is a song that you're playing in your earphones? Not only what is the song you're playing, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 19, it reads, Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns 
and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. So what song are you singing to the Lord? What psalm, the psalms, not just, and when it says psalms, it doesn't mean just the book of psalms. It means what scripture do you have on play for a situation that you're going through? Well, I asked the praise and worship team to sing Firm Foundation because that's a song that's ministering to me. When I first heard it, we played it about a month ago. And when I first heard it, I was like, I would pick bits and pieces of it. Of the song. So today I'm just going to take bits and pieces of it that minister to me. Now, it may not be the interpretation that the original songwriter has for those, this particular scripture or lines or verses, but, but that's how I interpret it. The first, the first phrase from the song Firm Foundation is Christ is my firm foundation. That's that line itself. The rock on which I stand. There's scripture that backs that up. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the water and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And when I say the rock, I don't mean Dwayne Rock Johnson. I don't mean Chris Rock, I mean Jesus. But everyone who hears, verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who put his house on the sand. Verse 27 says, the rain came down. The streams rose. The winds blue and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash now my siblings are here and they can con confirm that our mother was a musician and so we grew up hearing hymns h y m n s we would sing songs from a book called A Hymnal. And they would say, everyone stand for a congregational hymn, Blessed Assurance. And we would stand and we would sing Blessed Assurance. Or, or they would say, we're going to sing, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But there's a hymn that says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. I hear somebody. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. 
All of the ground is sinking sand. <laughs> see, see, when it, when the rise of firm foundation, I don't know if they realized that there was already a song just like that. I'm, I think they did. I think I'm sure they did. Because it's, it's just like when I talk to my daughters about music. And I, and I hear a song, and I go, that was sampled. And they go like, no, no, that's the original. Like, no, that, no, that was sampled. That, uh, it was sampled. So this was, Firm Foundation was sampled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. What is your theme song? The next line that I took from the song from the foundation was, I've got peace that makes no sense. <laughs> that, that speaks for itself. But the verse that goes with it is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So no matter what's going on in the world, the line before it says, I got joy in chaos. I got peace that makes no sense. So no matter what's going on in the world, I'm not saying that I don't realize, I don't see it, but I ain't got to be swayed by it. I don't have to be moved by it. I know it exists. All the issues, I said all the isms in life exist. Racism, classism, sexism, ageism, it all exists. But he gives me the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, the economy may go up, it may go down. I may have money, I may not have money, but still, I got the peace that surpasses all understanding. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, it says, you will keep, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. See, he's even keeping our minds. The next line was from Firm Foundation is, I'm not held by my own strength. In the book of Psalms, chapter 28, it reads, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I will praise him. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 2, it says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. Hmm. That, that speaks itself. Hmm. Now, I'm going to read this next scripture, and I got to say, uh, name a particular animal that... I'm going to just read the scripture, okay? <laughs> I'm going to just read the scripture, and those who are football fans will understand why I'm having difficulty reading this scripture. 
<laughs> okay, all right, okay, okay, Andy, okay. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 and 30, it reads, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I got to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. They will soar on wings like eagles. (laughs) I'm not like Angelo. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I am not an Eagles fan. How about them cowboys, all right? <laughs> but for, thank, yeah, for, for today, I, I am today, to, today I am, today I am. And I will read it again. They were soar on wings like eagles. Amen, amen. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not Matter of fact, the song, the Rocky thing song, is called Gonna Fly Now. So I got a double whammy. I had to play Gonna Fly Now. I had to read it. But God is good. All right. <laughs> amen. 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 All right. Next line. Moving on now. I am moving on. I got past that. You know, God has humbled me and made me speak eagles. <laughs> the next line says, He's faithful through generations. Wow, I'm, I'm seeing a g- generations in front of me. So when I think about this, I think about, in terms of running, most people think about running and think about the individual sport of running. But there's something called track and field. And in track and field, there are multiple events. There's the 100 dash, there's the 200 dash, there's the, the, uh, the 400, the 800, there's the mile, then there's the field events, shot put, disc, javelin. And so, but one of my favorite events in track and field is the relay. And see, in a relay, there are four individuals, and each one has a particular section of the track to run. And so the first leg, their job is to position the second leg in a better spot, to advance them, get them further ahead. And they're given something called a baton. And so the first leg is the straightaway. As I said, their goal is to to advance it far enough so they can position the second person to be ahead. The second person gets the baton, and there's a, a strategy. Actually, there's a way you have to receive the baton. So when you, in track and field, when the person, the first leg comes up on you, you can't turn your head. You can't look. You just have to trust their voice. They'll say, stick, and your left hand goes back, and you take it in your left hand, place it into your right hand. Why is that important? 
First movement is, they say stick, take it in your right, left hand, place it in the right hand. You're running with it in your right hand. So when you approach the second leg or the next leg, you say stick. You ever see a relay when they get stick falls? It's because sometimes they didn't move the stick from the left hand to the right hand. And when they pass it on, it's an awkward pass. And they drop the baton. So then, so you give the baton to the next person. And the way I look at the, giving the baton is that you are making sure that the person that's after you is better. So in your family, you want to position them to be better. So we had a, a, a grandfather. Humble man. God-fearing man. Loved his family. And literally, when you say would give the shirt off your, his back to help others, he would give his shirt off his back to help others. To a point where people would, would think he was weak because of it. But no, to me, he was strong. So when I, I would look towards a man to, to, to model myself after, to, to, to follow, I said, pop up. And my pop-up didn't have the opportunities that I had. I asked my pop-up one time. I said, pop-up. He was driving me to the community college. I had missed the bus to go to school. And so I said, pop-up, why didn't you go to college? He said, well, during his time, he didn't have the opportunity to go to college. You could go, but during that time, there were only two things, and it's funny, there were only two things that you could study for blacks at that time, to either be a preacher <laughs> or a teacher. And I do both. <laughs> and so for me, when I wanted to give up in college, I thought about him. I thought about he didn't have the opportunity to go to college. And my daughters will tell you the biggest thing that makes me mad is when they don't take advantage of opportunities. Because uh, there are people who, generations before us, who sacrificed for us to have opportunities. Not only just in the educational realm, but in the spiritual realm. There were people who were praying for you. You didn't know they were praying for you. They, they, there's a song that said, my mama prayed for me, had me on my mind took the time to pray for me. So that, when we were doing what we wanted to do, thought we were big enough and grown enough to go out and do what we wanted to do, there was somebody praying for us, realizing that God had a plan for our life, a plan of good, not of evil, to bring us to our expected end. So when you're preparing, think about the next generation. Think about whatever you're doing in your life, how are you making it better for those coming after you? Then it says, the next line says, he is faithful through every season. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 9. I may not read all of it, but this I'll read a portion of it. There's a time for everything, a season in every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, 
a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. So for everything, there is a time, there is a season. So when we had with COVID, people talk about the bad things about COVID. But I hope you saw some positive things in that situation. Because it gave us a time to stop, to pause, to think about what's really important. Is making more money important if I don't see my kids? Is working 80 plus hours and having the most expensive car, but I can't even drive it? Important. People reevaluated their lives and said, what's really important? So when you have times to celebrate, not even if you achieve something, to celebrate others, celebrate them. If someone is mourning, be with them. See, I'm a counselor. And so everybody goes through different things in different ways. Everybody's season is different. It's like the, the, the four seasons that we get here in the Southeast. Sometime you're experiencing a summer, and it's not too hot, but it's comfortable. But sometimes the heat is on. It's 100 plus. But then, then you go into the fall. I like the fall the best because it's not too hot, not too cold. But then there's winter, and it's cold. And you need, a, you need a covering. The greatest covering you'll ever have is Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then after the winter comes spring. So you've gone through that winter, that frigid time, but to go into spring. When I went to graduate school at Newman University, I would park my car in front of, there was a cemetery. And I would park my car in front of this tombstone. And on the tomb, it was a tombstone that had names of five brothers. And for the one brother had his name, date of birth, a dash, and a date he passed away. The next brother, name, date of birth, the date passed away. Next brother, name, date of birth, dash, time he passed away. So two brothers were left on the tombstone. Name, Dash. Next brother, name, Dash. So I thought, what, I wonder what the two brothers that were alive were thinking. Because it was inevitable that they're going to pass away. But the question is, what are you going to do with the Dash? What are you going to do with the time that God has given you? How are you going to use it? So that's the question. What are you going to do with the time God has given you? This next section 
Poppy can play Rain Came. Line says, Rain Came, Wind Blew. This phrase, Rain Came, Wind Blew. My house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27, says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came and the storms rose. The winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Verse 26 says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. It's like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Verse 27. The rain came down. The streams rose the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The first thought was our brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico and, and Dominican Republic and various other Caribbean islands in Florida and Georgia who've been impacted by the hurricane. Let's continue to lift them up in prayer. But the other thought came to my mind was elementary school. In elementary school, my two favorite times, or maybe three favorite times, was um, recess, <laughs> lunch, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, gym, yeah, oh, see, see, got four now, got four. So, but mine was story time. <laughs> See, in elementary school, the teacher would gather us all around, we would sit on the floor, and we'd read a story. Quap, you can put that picture up. But my favorite story in elementary school. <laughs> so, in elementary school, one of my favorite stories was The Three Little Pigs. And for some of you, made, my nieces and nephews, have you heard that song? They're, they're in the children's church. But I'm going to paraphrase the story. Three little pigs. I did, I did the four. Three little pigs. <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's, a Martin, there's a Martin series that shows. Nah. <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> on the fifth floor. <laughs> Those of you who watch Martin, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, the three pigs, and each of them are grown. Say that they reach maturity, they're 18, 21 years old, and they think, well, no, it's time for me to leave home. I'm grown. I want to go out and get my own crib. So the first one, this one right here, goes out and builds his house out of straw. And then gets a knock on his door. And you hear this, let me in. 
And the pig goes, not by the hair of my chin, chin, chin. <laughs> and then the wolf goes, then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. So what happens? He wolf huffs and he puffs and blows his house in. So the wolf feeling confident. And for those of you thinking there's not a, a biblical scripture, there is a scripture that talks about a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> Next one. Built his house out of stick. So he's thinking, well, I saw my brother. His house went down. It was out of straw. So mine's going to stand. So the wolf comes to his house and he goes, let me in. And the pig goes, not by the hair of my chin, chin, chin. And the wolf goes, then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in there. His house is blown down. So here you have two homes destroyed. Wolf's fling confident goes to the last house. But this house is built out of brick. So the wolf goes. Let me in. And the pig goes, not by hair, my chin, chin, chin. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. So the wolf, Palmatine missed goes, but doesn't blow his house down. Now, the house I'm talking about is not an a, a earthy house. I'm talking about your spiritual house. So when the winds blow and the rains come, will your house stand? And the only way it's going to stand is to build it on a firm foundation. Now, I told you a children's story. And I told you that my favorite time in elementary school was story time. But you know something? Huh. I'm amazed that I even remember story time. Because it wasn't always pretty for me in, high, in the elementary school. See, because I couldn't read as fast as the other kids, because I couldn't comprehend like the other kids. See, during that time, there was no IEP. If you are a slow kid, you are a dumb kid. And that's the way they treated you. And so one of my teachers, in all her wisdom, thought the best way to help me to be able to read faster, to be able to comprehend, was to keep me after school and to take her ring finger and smack me in my head repeatedly. And so I would not just, I would hear the school bell, but I would also feel the school bell in my head. And so that label of me being a slow kid or, or a dumb kid followed me from elementary school all the way up into middle school. And it wasn't until seventh grade. And during that time, they put you in sections. It was 7-1, you were the smart kid. You were going to be the high achievers. 7-2, 7-4, the middle ground. 7-8, special ed. 
Well, because they didn't know where to place me, and I had transferred from one school to another school, they put me in 7-7. They said, hmm, it could be a special ed, but we'll put them in 7-7. And so my home teacher said to me, says, Robert, it's not that you can't learn. It just takes you just a little longer to learn. No one had ever said that to me. So when she said that, boom, the light bell went off. I can achieve. So I did well and finished. Um, she moved me from 7-7, talked to the administration, from 7-7 to 7-4, made the honor roll. Next year, 8-4, made the honor roll. Went to high school, did well in high school. I thought, hey, I'm going to go to college. Took the SAT. Took the SAT two times. Now, the SAT, the high school you can get today is a 2,400. During that time, the high school was a 1,600. My high score on the SAT was a 550. You get 200 points to put your name on the paper. So technically, I got a 350 on the SAT. But in spite of the fact that my SAT was a 350, in spite of the fact that I was labeled a slow learner, glory to God. (laughs) I don't brag, I don't boast on my own. This is not about me. Associate's degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree. And then I was foolish enough to keep going to school. I'm not, I'm not as foolish to go over and get a doctorate. I'm not there. <laughs> Dr. Gladys. <laughs> but postgraduate certification. So, so with man, what's impossible with man is possible with God. So this, this last phrase is he won't fail. And so, I grew up in church, okay? (laughs) So when we hear, he won't, you hear another phrase, quap, next phrase. Won't he do it? And if the response to that is what? Yeah, won't he will or quap, hit it? Yes, he will. So when when we say, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Now, that's too churchy for some of you. So you might need some scripture to back it up. So if we turn to the book of Psalms 37, 25, it says, I have seen, I've been young, and now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, But my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now unto him 
who was able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think or claim the power that worketh in us. So won't he do it? Yes, he will. <laughs> so as we dismiss those who are online, I pray you are encouraged. I pray you realize that Christ is your firm foundation, the rock on which we stand. Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Man, you can play that again, firm foundation. Amen. And for those of you who are here, as we close out 2022, two more months left, keep running. Don't give up. Because there's somebody who needs your testimony. Somebody that needs your story. Somebody's watching you go through your trials, your tribulations, and they're getting strength from you. So don't stop running. See, I talked about the relay. And in the relay, there are other competitors. And sometimes you may not come in the first place. See, in track and field, each event is scored. The 100-yard dash, you get points for that. You get points for placing first place, second place, third place. You get points for it. So each event gets counted in it towards your team. So you may think you've lost by coming in the third place or second place. You ever watch the Olympics and the team from Jamaica wins and the team from the U.S., they come in the second place? And so they don't get the gold medal they thought they should get. But then they find out later on that the team from Jamaica was actually disqualified. Why? Because they passed the baton outside the zone. So sometimes you think because you didn't come in the first, you lost. Stay in the race. Don't give up. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.